What is going on, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. I am your host, Nick Bear, owner of Bear Performance Nutrition, and today there's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about. The, the topic of this podcast is being food-focused, uh, how to get over being food-focused, and you know, I'll kind of dive into my story of unhealthy relationships with food, having an eating disorder at a young age, when I was like 14 years old, uh, and and how I focus my my diet, food, quantity, quality, tracking macros, all around that topic. We'll dive into that. Um, but to to kind of kick it off, uh, it's it's a crazy day because for one, I am 18 days out from Ironman Panama City, Florida. 18 days. It's crazy. It's cra- it's crazy because you know I, when I first decided I wanted to do this Ironman late May, early June, it felt like forever ago. And these past couple months just flew by. Like training has flew by. The the progress, the transition, the amount of weight I've lost, like I've dropped like 25 pounds throughout training um, has, has gone so fast. And if you've watched the most recent YouTube video we uploaded, uh, I timed my one mile max yesterday, got five minutes, 35 seconds uh, for my mile pace. For one mile max, I was pretty happy with it. But just to see the changes in body composition, in performance, in mindset, and just every day the way I feel, like the way I feel when I wake up, the way I feel when I go to sleep, it's so different. It's changed and it's definitely left a forever lasting impact on probably the way I'm going to train, diet, eat, and perform for the rest of my life. It's been a great experience, but guess what? 18 days from now, we'll be tested. I'm um, we'll go through the gauntlet of the Iron Man. I can't wait. I'm pretty excited. And um, another crazy thing that happened today is we launched our our nutrition bars, our protein bars called the Field Bar. Now the concept behind the Field Bar was that when I was in the Army, like when I first entered active duty in 2013, um, what I used to do is because you know joining the military as a newly commissioned officer, going through like a year of training mainly the infantry officer basic course, I was in and out of the field all the time. And then when I got to my unit uh, at Fort Hood, we were in and out of the field all the time. And I always have had a a priority of diet, nutrition, training in my life. So when I first entered the military, I realized, okay, when we go to the field, they feed us MREs and, and kind of garbage food. So what I would do is the night before leaving for the field, I would, I would make my own nutrition bars. So I would mix up like nut butters and protein powder and um, I would throw in honey as a sweetener and I would throw in like nuts and berries and I would change it up every time we went to the field. Sometimes I would throw in sunflower seeds and then sometimes almonds, sometimes dried cranberries and dried uh, cherries. Like I'd always change up what I was putting into the bars when I went to the field, but I had that as my, my secondary food source. So like I would still eat MREs, obviously. I had to get in my massive parts of my nutrition, but I still wanted some quality food sources when I was out there training in the field for days, weeks, you know, months at a time. And that's where the concept of the field bar first started. I didn't know that like 60 years later, I would be creating a nutrition bar based off that concept. Um, but we just launched that today. And it's, it's behind the same principles and concepts that I've always made my nutrition bars out of. Whole simple ingredients, uh, no added fiber, sweetened with honey. Uh, I used to always use either honey or agave nectar. 
And um, uh, like I said, th- those those principles. And that has become the field bar that we launched today. And, you know, if you would have thrown that bar in front of me a few years ago, and this is, this is how we're getting to this episode, if you would have put that bar in front of me a few years ago and I would have looked at the macros, I would have been like, oh, too much fat, too much sugar, not enough protein. Because I was so focused on macros and tracking calories. I didn't care about the quality of the food sources when I had an unhealthy relationship with food. I just cared about like I wanted a bar, say it was a bar, I wanted a bar that was low fat, low carb, high fiber, high protein. And you know how those bars typically made me feel? Like absolute dog shit, like garbage because it was filled with garbage. So the intent behind the field bar was to create a product that had whole simple ingredients that left you feeling good. That would sustain you throughout the day. You know, there's, there's a sugar content, but that sugar content is coming from, from honey. And there's a fat content because they're nut-based, nut-butter-based bars, peanut butter, and the two bars that we launched. We launched the chocolate peanut butter blondie and the chocolate cereal crunch. And my mindset is now, through a lot the past couple of years, transitioned, as I've talked about before, with the focus of quality, whole food nutrition, rather than tracking macros and calories and just caring about the numbers because like I'm gonna tell my story my story is pretty interesting how I kind of got to this point now when I was younger um, for some reason I still cannot put my finger on it why I was about 14 years old I was man I was maybe eighth grade if I if I believe correctly 14 15 years old and for some reason I had this burning desire to lose weight I just wanted to get thinner. I wanted to get skinnier. So I slowly started making these lifestyle changes. In the beginning, it was all healthy. It was why I started adding a few more cardio sessions uh, to, my, to my workouts a week. And my workouts then weren't, weren't um, like resistance training. I wasn't hitting the gym. My workouts were going to like play kickball in the backyard or go to baseball practice with my team, uh, stuff like that. But I started doing some cardio at night to, to kind of start shedding some pounds. Now, I wasn't overweight. There was nothing wrong. I was, I was pretty average. And then that turned into eliminating different foods out of my diet. Now, keep in mind, 14, 15 years old, I was young. Like, where did this come from? I still don't know. But I just remember having this burning desire, like I said, to lose weight, to get thinner. So I went from adding more cardio into my night to eliminating foods to over the course of months getting to the point where like every night I was doing like jumping jacks and jump rope in the basement in a sweatsuit and eating very, very little throughout the day. Like I was probably eating maybe 500 calories a day. And it got to the point where my body was shutting down on me. And I remember this year vividly where I was in and out of the hospital all the time. Because my mom and dad were worried about me because I was losing so much weight, and they were trying to figure out, well, what was going on? They didn't know I was starving myself. They didn't know I was overtraining myself. I was kind of hiding that from everyone. But they felt something was going on. Like, they thought there was some sort of issue that they had to find. So I was going in and out of hospitals, and I was just playing along. I was just playing along. I'd go to the hospital, and I'd go to the doctor's appointments. They'd run me through tests, and they'd try different things. At one point, they thought it was like celiac disease. 
Uh, and then they thought at one point that it was a worm from our uh, recent trip to Mexico, all-inclusive resort. They thought it was all these different things. And they couldn't figure it out. And slowly my body was getting thinner and skinnier. Uh, and I was feeling awful. I had no energy. And I remember it getting to the point where uh, we had to do this one this one test, this one typical routine test. I go to the hospital and they were checking my digestive system to see what was going on. So they put like a scope down my, my throat, put me under for a day. And they realized and they saw that the, my stomach wasn't digesting food. Like my meal from the day prior was still sitting in my stomach. It wasn't digesting anything. My body was slowly shutting down on me. I was, I was starving it. My body was shutting down. And uh, there was this one day where I had to go to my baseball game. I was still playing baseball, you know, like Little League. And it was a Saturday morning, and I had no energy to literally get out of bed. I could not pull myself out of bed because I was, I was that lethargic from being so malnourished over months, maybe close to a year at this point. And I really don't remember how much weight I lost. I probably went from weighing like maybe 160 to like right over 100 pounds, maybe, if, if, I, if I remember correctly. I'm not really sure. I know I was thin. I was very thin. I, I remember seeing like my hip bones sticking out of my, my skin. And uh, one day, the doctors my mom talked behind my back, and they addressed it as an eating disorder. And I thought I was going to the doctor for uh, a routine checkup, an appointment. We pull in this eating disorder clinic, and uh, I knew as soon as we pulled in, Okay, well, everyone knows what I'm doing to myself. And they sat me down. They said, it's time for you to make a change. And something clicked in my head. Something just clicked where I said, okay, like, you caught me. Let's fix this. And I remember my mom driving me home that day. I told my mom, I told my mom I'm a 15-year-old kid. I said, I will, I will fix this on my own. I will make the change. I will flip that switch. So I went home that day with my mom. And I pulled out these Pop-Tarts out of the, the cupboard. And, and Pop-Tarts have 200 calories per Pop-Tart. I'll never forget this. And I pulled out two. And I ate two Pop-Tarts. And I remember sitting there saying, I just ate 400 calories. Just like that. Probably more calories than I've been consuming daily for weeks and months now. And uh, I would like to tell you, it was like all a fairy tale after that. I got better and everything was good. But no, I had an unhealthy relationship with food for a long time after that. But I slowly started uh, adding more food back into my diet. I slowly started putting more weight on. I started hitting the gym and, and training and, and hitting the weights and, and getting healthier again. But in my mind, I, I had an unhealthy relationship with food after that for a long time. I would say years. And when I got to college, you know, late high school got better. By the time I got to college, I, I, I stopped thinking about it. I stopped thinking about food. Um, the way I used to, I had a healthy, 100% healthy relationship with food again. And say maybe that was, you know, three, four years later after being diagnosed with this eating disorder. So in college, I'm just enjoying myself and I'm going out with friends. We're going to get pizza. I'm putting on size and strength. I'm hitting the gym. I'm getting really into bodybuilding. And, uh, it was a complete, like, it was a complete 180 where I went from 14, 15 years old not wanting to eat, to being 19, 20 years old, couldn't eat enough. I wanted to get so big, I wanted to get so strong and jacked that like as soon as 
every three hours hit, I was consuming a meal. And maybe I was eating four to 5,000 calories a day at that point, just trying to put on as much mass and size and strength as possible. I was going to the gym like twice a day, just, just trying to train. And I fell in love with putting on size and strength. I fell in love with the bodybuilding lifestyle. I was, uh, I was your typical bro, bro in college. I loved it. And I loved it so much, I decided to do a bodybuilding competition. And this was, I think this was my junior year of college, junior or senior year of college. So I realized, well, I need to learn how to get lean enough for this bodybuilding competition. First thing I did, because I was studying nutrition at the time, and, and having that eating disorder when I was younger probably really sparked my interest in nutrition and training and diet so much, which is why I went the route of, of studying nutrition in college, you know, to, to wanting to earn a bachelor's of science in nutrition. So I went to my professor in, in my nutrition class one day after, after uh, one of our courses. And this, this older female, and I said, I'm not going to say her name. I don't, honestly don't remember it, but I said, ma'am, uh, I'm training for a, a bodybuilding competition. I need to get down to like 6% body fat. Can you help me make a diet to do that? And she said, I, you know, my expertise is in cardiovascular disease and, and diabetes. I don't know how to train a natural bodybuilder to get that lean. I was like, oh, shit. Well, who? if you don't know, who else knows? So I did what I always do. I go to Google, and I start researching everything on Google that I can find. And that's when I first came across macros and tracking macros and tracking calories. I was like, oh, this makes sense. This makes perfect sense. So I set up my macros. I established a plan for 16 weeks to take me from wherever I was sitting weight-wise to about 6% body fat. And uh, I might have lost like 25 to 30 pounds over that time. I tracked macros to a T. I trained every day. I did cardio every day. I lost a lot of body fat and I got ripped. And it was a crazy process and journey. And uh, for like those 16 weeks, tracking macros and calories was my life. And that's where it all started. That's where like an unhealthy relationship with food started all over again. And I was so food focused. And I honestly, I think this is a really uh, common characteristic and trait in the fitness industry, especially when it's not performance-based, but when it's aesthetic-based. When you're dieting for a bodybuilding competition or you're expected to look a certain way and you're tracking calories and macros all the time, you become super food-focused. And to me, like food should be enjoyed. Food should be fuel for what you're doing. Your mind shouldn't be thinking about food all day. If your mind is thinking about food all day from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, I think there, there's an underlying issue to resolve. And, uh, and during the 16-week prep for the show, my mind was always about food. I'd be hungry at night. I'd be sitting on my phone on Instagram uh, looking at like food porn, just thinking about the food that I was going to eat after this, di- uh, this bodybuilding show. So the, the contest ends. I lose all this weight. I get shredded. I'm like, I can finally eat again. I can just enjoy what I want. I don't have to track macros anymore. But that, that switch didn't happen. And I couldn't stop tracking macros after that. And I kept like, I kept tracking macros for a long time after that. And I would use flexible dieting and the if it fits your macros approach to fit certain things into my diet. But then I was always looking forward to that free meal, to that cheat meal. And... Um, you know, after, uh, probably a year after the bodybuilding 
show. I had a, I had another unhealthy relationship with food. It wasn't nearly to the extent where I was losing weight and trying to get skinny, but I became obsessed with tracking my macros. I don't know why. Maybe it was because I had some sort of control. And I think that's where a lot of this stems from too is like, I think the best way to describe why I wanted to lose weight and get thin when I was 14 or 15 years old, I had a problem because it was something I could control. That's the best way to put it. I was in control of it. And when I did my bodybuilding competition, it kind of triggered it again where when I was done, I was in control of tracking everything. And I became obsessed with tracking things and fitting things into my diet. Because when I was doing my my contest, I would I would plan out my next day's meals and foods the day prior. I'd sit in bed at night, I put it all into my fitness pal to make sure I hit my macros to like the T. Like I, if I had to hit 250 grams of protein that day, I was gonna hit 250 grams. If I had to hit like 175 grams of carbs, you best I was gonna hit 175 carbs. Not 176, not 174, 175. And then when I transitioned out of the show, well, that, that like obsessiveness didn't end. And even though I was increasing my macros, and I was putting size and strength back on, I wasn't trying to be lean anymore. I still ensured that I was hitting my macros even as I was trying to gain. You know, even as I was adding calories back into my diet and carbs and fats, I still wanted to make sure that I was tracking every single one of them. And I can't tell you exactly why, but I can tell you, I know there's a lot of people out there that are doing the exact same thing. And you know how I know? Social media and, and tracking macros and calories when sometimes there's not a reason to. Now I'm going to preface this by saying, I think, and I believe, truly believe there's a time and place to track macros and calories. Whether you want to reach a certain goal whether you're doing a show, maybe that's what you love. Maybe you love doing bodybuilding, figure, physique shows. Well, then you you probably have to track macros and calories to reach a certain goal. If that's where your passion lies and lives, yes. I think there's a certain time and place for it. But I don't think it should be something, and this is personal preference, I don't think it should be something you do every single day for the rest of your life for no apparent reason. And... Uh, you know, after after I went through that year after that bodybuilding con- contest, well, then I went to active duty military and, um, you know, tracking macros and calories just really wasn't a thing for a long time. I was in and out of the field. My priority was being uh, an inf- infantry officer, being a platoon leader, and, um, and I, I stopped. You know, I would track loosely here and there, but it by no means was controlling to my life. I feel like I had some of my life back. You know, when I, when I was tracking all the time and I was afraid to go out to eat with people and I would skip social settings uh, because I didn't know how to track my food or, or the restaurant we were going to didn't have their, their calories and their macros displayed on their website and I would avoid that. Well, that was an issue. You know, then when I joined the military and uh, we were all over the place, training was here and there, we were in and out of the field, traveling. Um, that's where like that priority of tracking macros, that obsessiveness kind of disappeared. And ever since then, like, I've tracked here and there to, to reach a, a certain goal. Like I'll, t- I'll tell you this last, uh, this last cut that I did a few months ago, almost a year ago, I lost about 20 pounds. 
uh, over the course of maybe 12 weeks. And it was a structured diet where I tracked macros, I tracked calories, I had like one free meal a week, and I reached my goal. I reached my goal weight, my body fat weight, and uh, I was happy with it. But the truth is, it wasn't necessary for my life. Like, I wasn't doing a bodybuilding show, I wasn't doing a physique show or a figure show, I was just dieting the diet to get leaner. And um, what, what I've learned through the process is that I have my life back when I'm not food focused. You know, when food doesn't control my life, uh, I have my life back. And my, my goals now, and this is why I love, I love my diet right now. And I, I know there's a lot of people that I wish were in the same situation because I can, I can see my, my younger self in people today, whether it's online or in person, where they're completely food focused. Whether it's an eating disorder or, or whether it's an unhealthy relationship with food uh, or vice versa. You know, maybe they are the same thing in, cer- in certain situations and circumstances. Maybe they can be the same thing. But I see my younger self in so many younger people where they are so food focused, where so obsessed with tracking macros and tracking calories um, because it is, quote unquote, part of their goal, but maybe not necessary. And like, where's my head now? in regards to, to diet and nutrition. It, it's in the best spot it's ever been. And it's been like this for years now. You know, it, you know, I went through extremes. I went through 14 works, exposed eating disorder, unhealthy relationships with food, to overcoming that, to then doing the bodybuilding show and falling into not an eating disorder, but I'd say unhealthy relationship with food again, to then, um, Transitioning out of that, going to the military, realizing there's more to life than tracking macros and calories all the time. To now the past couple of years, I would say maybe the past, you know, five plus years, maybe even more. Um, extremely healthy relationships with food. And the thing is, I don't track calories. I don't track macros. I don't even have my fitness pal on my phone, I don't think anymore. I haven't opened it up for probably months, if not over a year, since my last diet, because I'm food focused in a sense where it's on quality. It's not on quantity. And I think that everyone should everyone should try to get to a point like this that is food focused, that that can't go a few days without tracking macros who avoids social situations because of the food that's going to be there, who avoids going to certain restaurants because the macros and calories aren't displayed, but focusing on the quality of foods rather than the quantity of foods. So I don't think ever again in my life will I track a macro or a calorie. But it, it's it's pretty simple when you break it down. Like if you want to reach a certain goal, and this is not goals related to like stepping on stage. If you want to reach 6% body fat, you have to really set up structure where you're probably tracking macros and calories very strictly and tightly. Um, but if you're trying to reach a goal where it's, hey, I want to lose a few pounds or I want to gain a few pounds or I want to get a little bit stronger or I want to get a little bit leaner, well, make some minor modifications to your diet that don't require you to track. Well, maybe instead of whole eggs in the morning, I'm going to replace that with egg whites. Or maybe instead of three meals with carbs a day, I'm just going to do two meals with carbs a day. Um, or, or one of those meals that has carbs, I'm going to replace with a salad or vegetables. Small modifications to your diet like that, even changing like uh, 
your, your protein source. Well, if I'm typically having steak for one of those meals, let's do chicken, lower fat, lower fat content in that. Um, so you make these minor modifications to your diet that move you towards your goal. And what I do now, like if I want to get leaner, well, I'll either make these minor modifications in my lifestyle within my diet for one, like I'll, I'll exclude carbs from my first meal or I'll exclude carbs from my first two meals. Uh, maybe I'll add a few more cardio sessions in. I'll go for a few more runs. Um, I'll get a few more steps in throughout the day. And then I'll step on the scale every couple of days, see where my progress is headed. And if it's not headed exactly where I'm going to want to be or where I'm planning on getting to, well, then I'll make some other minor modifications to my, my lifestyle. But I don't think tracking and becoming obsessed with the food itself is the right answer. And uh, the, the reason, the real reason I wanted to do this podcast and talk about this, this, uh, this problem with being food-focused and obsessed with tracking macros and calories when it's not absolutely necessary to most people is because I wish someone would have like just slapped me across the face when I was younger and said, you don't have to do that. You don't have to track everything. You don't have to fit in bullshit foods to hit your macros to reach your goals. If you focus on quality food sources that are nutrient dense, vitamin, mineral dense, that make you feel good, that will have such better and longer sustainable uh, results to, to your outcomes. Like I will tell you, the way I feel now, like energy-wise, performance-wise, recovery-wise, when I focus on a diet that is uh, nutrient-dense, vitamin-mineral-dense, has quality protein sources uh, and, and fruits and vegetables and quality carb sources, and nothing is tracked, I feel amazing. But when I used to focus on just tracking everything where I'd fit in some garbage to hit my macros because I had to hit those macros, I felt like, like shit then. I felt awful. Even though I thought I was doing the right thing, even though I thought I was healthier and I was on track and I was staying on track better, no. It, uh, it was like the complete opposite. And if I could just tell my younger self that, smack myself across the face and just instill it as much as possible, well, that would have made a massive change in my life. And I'm hoping that some of the people that are experiencing that are listening to this episode and slapping themselves in the face and saying, I don't have to track everything. I don't have to track all my calories and all my macros. I should focus on food, food as fuel, enjoying food, the experience you get from going out to eat and having fun with friends and trying new foods and trying different things rather than just hitting my macros, rather than just trying to find a piece of bread that has the lowest amount of fat, the lowest amount of carbs, and the highest amount of fiber, trying to find that perfect protein bar that has absolute garbage in it, zero fat, 20 grams of fiber, and the right amount of protein that makes you feel like garbage. But focus on the quality over the quantity. So that is today's episode, being food-focused and, uh, you know, in an industry that is, that is full, full of people that are food-focused uh, and have obsessive relationships and unhealthy relationships with, with counting macros and calories and food as a whole. So I hope this gets across to a lot of people that need to hear this. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Until the next episode, appreciate all the support. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on the Bear Performance Podcast. Helps us grow, helps us reach a larger audience, and gain more exposure. So we'll see you.